You're listening to Podford University, a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. You can find this and other great podcasts at greenlitpodcast.com. And now let's check in with some of the students. Oh, guys, it's so dark out. I can't believe you wanted to go play a video game at this hour. It is the gaming hour. No, it's bedtime. Why are we going to the arcade now? It's so dark. All I have is this flashlight. Uh, it looks like the arcade is closed. Good thing I have the key. You have the key, Vin? Yeah. Oh, I think it's because Vin's a janitor. Let's just get in the arcade. Sounds like there's people in there. That's kind of spooky that we hear people but I don't see anyone. Do you think we'll get in trouble if we're caught in here? Only if we're caught smoking cigarettes. I don't think that's true on Podford campus. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to head over to the couch. I don't feel like playing Galaga tonight. No? You love Galaga. All right, Brandon, you pick the game. I do, but not tonight. Well... Blindfold yourself. Don't forget. Okay, let me blindfold myself and let me pick up a dart and throw it. Finn, pants him, pants him, pants him. And I'm not wearing pants. Joke's on you. You know I don't wear pants this late at night. I meant shorts, whatever. Why do you... Why are you so semantic? Vin, Vin shorts him, shorts him. No. I'm oh, not no. Going to. No, my butt's gonna come out. It's called pants, and he's not wearing any, so I'm not doing it. Thanks, Vin. I'm a stickler for the rules. Bless. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna throw the game dart. Okay, don't, don't damage, don't damage the game. Yeah, make sure you hit only the case. Here we go. Ooh. What did it hit? I don't wanna look. I'm too nervous. It happened to hit a brand new release called Resident Evil Village. <gasps> Aren't those uh, supposed to be kind of spooky? Yeah, that's a heck of a night to, to land on that one with the game dart. Yeah, the night that it's closed and spooky in here. Yeah. Let's check out the back of the box. What does it say? Experience survival horror like never before in the eighth major installment of the Resident Evil franchise, Resident Evil Village. With detailed graphics, <laughs> intense first person... Oh in my first God. person? In- Intense first-person action and masterful storytelling, the terror has never felt more realistic. Now that is a throwback game description. Detailed graphics? I haven't seen that since 1999. (laughs) This game is available for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, Google Stadia, and the Xbox Series consoles. Oh, that's really good that it's for Google Stadia. That's... Stadia might be the only console we don't have in the Podford Arcade. Oh, we can take it back to the dorm. I have a Stadia. <laughs> There's nothing to own. <laughs> what did I buy? Uh, <laughs> Alright, this time I don't want to play first. I'll play first. Okay, here, take it. You, Yeah, definitely take it, Vin. What was that sound? Oh, God. Oh, oh no. Brandon, put your pants on. I wasn't wearing any, Joe. I know. Game club. Wow, do I love playing games with my friends. Yeah, and we all definitely played. We all played it and we all beat it. Yep. We all beat it and we all muscled through and did play it. Mm-hmm. And none of us were too scared. And all of us were very brave. 
We're just a bunch of brave boys playing Resident Evil Village. We're a bunch of brave boys who can control all our weird urges. So, I guess let's just dive... Let's just dive in. In. So, were the residents, you know, evil or just kind of misunderstood? Well, you played the game, so... Um, right, well, we all did. No, we all played the game. We all played it. So... We all definitely played it. Because, you know, the twist. The twist. Uh, the evil twist. Right, right, right. About halfway. You, you might say it started with a twist of lime, and then <laughs> halfway, it's like, whoa, there's that. Oh, maybe there. Yeah, that's that little <laughs> evil little... <laughs> right? Little, little smoked paprika on it. Maybe they're just a little misunderstood. Yeah, a handful of smoke, smoked paprika, and then the devs were like... Some of them were actually evil, right? Because yeah. they had—I saw they had—they um, <clears throat> had uh, knives of varying sizes. You say them? You mean the residents? Yeah, the the evil ones. The not the knife wielding residents certainly no question were evil. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so the whole point of this game is you're trying to figure out which residents are evil, right? I mean, I mean, if you comes- want to distill it down to the puzzle elements, that's right. Just, yeah, that's all you're really, like, that's the end, yeah, the end goal. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to get too spoilery, but... No, no, so, well, yeah, go ahead, say whatever you want, say anything at all. I thought the one sequence when you're in a kitchen full of chefs, and they're like, okay, figure out which ones are evil, and, you know, you spent the first half of the game, it was easy, because the evil ones were the ones with knives, but now you're in a kitchen with a bunch of chefs, not all right. those. Yeah. You guys. So everyone has a knife, even yeah. a good one. Now, Vin, was and that the plot twist you were talking about? Or was there a different? That is the plot twist I was talking about. Maybe not. We didn't really cover it yet. It is the part where you got to start pulling the chef's hats off right. to find the rat. Right. <laughs> to see who's um, being manipulated by the rat. Yeah. To see who's being mm-hmm. manipulated by the evil uh, village rat. Right. Yeah. And then once you found the rat, you had to be careful because some of those rats were ratatouilles who were just helping them yeah. cook, but some of the rats the have- The second mini-game was figuring out which rat was evil and which one was just a very good chef. Yep. And if it helps, little pro-gamer tip, little pro-gamer tip, uh, if you find the safe, I believe on level three, that has the chef hat in it, it seems a little absurd. But yep. if you do wear it during that scene, the evil rat can't jump onto your head. So it's good. You're going to yeah. want to find that on level three. Guys. Yeah. Vin, yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually play. I was scared. Oh, I was scared too. We all fell asleep holding each other because we were so scared. Way too scary. How are we going to do another game club? We didn't actually play it. Consider this. If we don't do the game club, we might get expelled or something. Again. I don't think that's true. This isn't related to the campus though. But, just, yeah. but, like, it, might, it, might, but it might be. We might hear it. I just don't want people to think I'm a scaredy cat and I want them to think I'm brave and I don't get too scared or too horny to play games. That's all. Okay. You know? Yeah. My name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favourite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.our3cents.co.uk.
Hi, Stu. Hi, Luke. Do you fancy doing a podcast covering every segment of every episode of the beloved 90s cartoon Animaniacs? No, I hate Animaniacs. Join me, Luke, the Warner lover, and him, Stu, the Warner resistor, for Animani Chat, covering every segment of every episode of the hit 90s cartoon Animaniacs, as well as its many spin-offs, including comics, video games, and the movie, not to mention the recent reboot. It's gonna be explainy to the max. Oh. So what, were you, what, was, what do you think the scariest part of the game was? Scariest part? Oh, should we just go through the other, just talk about some of the other like beats of the game, and then we can we'll have like a more in our head. What are the scariest options to choose from? All right, that's good. That's it. Jump, maybe jump in the gun on that question. Maybe as three people who have played this game, yep. yep, we should save the favorite and scariest parts till the end. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. So if we could just jump and piggyback off of our our most recent game club, MLB the Show. Um, it's pretty clear Sony's spending the big bucks these days. Um, Sony spent a lot of money to get MLB The Show onto Game Pass last month, and clearly they are trying to cross-pollinate that promotion yet again here in Resident Evil Village because there are a number of baseball boy cameos in Resident Evil Village. And I, I just wanted to ask you guys, what were your favorite cameos? Um, Yeah, right off the bat. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Because bats are scary, um, they're scary. They're scary animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark McGuire, I think, was my favorite cameo in this. And what was interesting was he's friends with the tall lady. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. The vampire lady, yeah, yeah. And he comes in and he's like, "Need a little help?" And she's like, "Mark, you old son of a bitch. You know I need help." <laughs> And he throws her a bat, and that's that's the big chase sequence, right? That's yeah, a lot of that's sure. a lot of fun. That was a fun sequence. What I really liked about the McGuire cameo was that it was post retirement Mark McGuire, and he looked certainly not his fittest. Um, he's in his fifties in this uh, rendition of him, and they didn't really highlight the baseball. Uh, Ness of his character and, and yeah, sort of right. which is strange, him. yeah, because Sammy Sosa is also in the game, right? And he is like prime playing career, yeah. right? 60 home run season, Sammy, yeah, yeah. that's really interesting because you know, I know there was like a lot of mention like coming into this, oh, the Bash brothers are in it, the Bash brothers are in it. So you see this aging Mark McGuire, but then you see a Jose Canseco and he's in his prime, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. But really an artistic decision, I guess, that the devs made, but I don't think it's one everyone's going to agree with. Now, was that Mark McGuire actually voicing his model in no, the chase sequence? Or did no. they Okay. Yeah, they couldn't get the actual Mark McGuire. Let me see who he, it was here. Yeah. Jack McBrayer. Wow. 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 He is a good McGuire. Well, Mark McGuire was upset because he said, you better not show the ravages of decades of steroid use and- <laughs> The developer said, listen, we, you know, this is a horror game, Mark. And sometimes horror isn't just vampires. Sometimes it's drug use. Yeah. The realities of everyday life. Sometimes, sometimes it's the ramifications of breaking the rules. Yeah. Sometimes the scariest things aren't the monsters under your bed. No. They're the needles in your arm. By the way, I sleep on the floor, so there's nothing under my bed. I'm not scared of anything. Damn, that's, that's really way, that's, that's, that's really beautiful. That's the, that's the way to do it. While we're on the subject of cameos, sure, I'd be remiss 
to not mention the major one that was lacking, and I'm sure you two felt the same way while playing through, waiting for it to come up, mm-hmm. and it never did. Yep. Uh, my pirate from Greedfall, who kind of looks like Daisy Ridley, not a playable character in Resident Evil Village. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so let me just preface this by saying some listeners might be confused yelling at you know into the abyss while they're wearing headphones saying, Vin... Joan Brandon, why on earth would your playable character from Greedfall be in Resident Evil Village? (laughs) Listen, that's fine logic, but I guess you weren't uh, following us on Twitter and following the Twitter feud we had uh, with Capcom going back and forth saying, there's a lot of speculation that Vin's Greedfall character will be in uh, Resident Evil Village. Can you confirm? And they finally did confirm, and yet here we are. They lied. And we saw the game beginning to end. We even got the secret endings. No Greedfall, lady. No Greedfall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't make her to look like Daisy Ridley on purpose. It was a no, happy accident. just sort of a natural, yeah. And really, the voice is maybe doing the heavy lifting because she sounds like her, too. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to get too much into that because, obviously, the topic of this conversation is why she's not in Resident Evil. Uh, but Capcom did... I think let us down with that. Yeah, and Brandon, I know that you after you finished playing the game, you did reach out to Capcom. Did they did they get back to you or they did not. They um actually sent me a restraining order mm. again. But what what I wanted to um what I wanted to say is that in case anyone doesn't know who Daisy Ridley is, she uh she was a voice actress in Peter Rabbit. Yeah, that one. Mm. I I mean and and her middle name is Jazz. Is it? Mhm. That's really cool. Is that right? You want to talk gameplay? Yeah, sorry. I just yeah. didn't believe Brandon, but he's right. <laughs> can't we sh- I can't believe we let him say that unchecked. <laughs> like a Fox News co-host. Let's see what Stacey Ridley's middle name. Yeah, it's Jazz. It is. Wow, it is. Yeah. Okay. Jazz Isabel. It's like pick one, right? So what I thought was kind of interesting, and I've played Resident Evil games in the past because yeah. I'm a I'm a very brave boy who's yep. very strong, and he you know he 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 drinks his milk in the morning and you know drinks his milk at night and you know et cetera et cetera. You're you're an R you're an R he R E head. I'm an R E I'm an R E head. Um, so I thought the massive shift in gameplay in this was wild and. So I know you guys are familiar with Mario Party, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's that one mini game where you know it's it's a three against one mini game, and they show a bunch of like toads or Koopas running across, and you have to guess. Oh, there were three toads that time, and yeah. two apples. Yeah, and, you know, it gets harder. It. Yeah, yeah, it gets harder progressively. Yeah. I thought it was strange that that's that's all the gameplay was in Resident Evil Village. Just the first half. Yeah. yeah, and then it, it evolved from there. Because even the, the 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 chef thing, you know, it was oh okay, well, which chef had that bad rat under his hat? You know, it all kind of linked back to the that kind of gameplay. Yeah, it did. It was sort of that was sort of like a mainstay mm-hmm. in the gaming experience, um, and it was, was good. A, that was the first fifteen hours of the game. Right, right. Do you remember level eight though? Yeah, well, level eight with the easy bake oven. Goodness, level eight. What? What? When it, you you had to make dessert? Yes, 
Yes. Uh, get into it, Vin. Tell, tell us, you know, yeah. for the listeners. Well, you know, I, you know, I hate when games do this because sure. it's like, okay, let's go make dessert. And you're like, all right, you got to make brownies for these kids. So you get there and you think you just make the brownies, you hate, but then it's like you hate when games do that. Is that what you said? You hate- well, well, what they do specifically is you you don't just show up and make the brownies because it's like okay, uh, now you got to find the flour because it's not here. Now you got to find the water which is in the other fetch room, quests. like all these fetch, fetch quests. quests. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Bioshock did the same thing that sure. Resident Evil did with the Easy Bake Oven. So it's like fetch quests. What am I, a doggy? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to show up and make the brownies, not go to four different rooms to find the ingredients and the Easy Bake Oven. Which, by the way, that cost them a lot of money. Uh, do you think that having the actual brand added to the experience? I do. It it was a sense of like uh, sense of place that I I don't know that I would have had. If it was an off-brand or or non-branded, but it did sort of give that spooky like I've seen this before feeling, yeah, uh, that really like drove the horror home for me personally. I did believe it. Not not to harp on it, but you're right, Vin. You know, if if I'm getting sugar for the brownies, why isn't the flour in the same place the sugar is? Right. What you're telling me, each home in this evil village only has one ingredient and I have to go to each home to pick up the ingredient. <laughs> got any sugar? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, I mean, it got ridiculous when I, do, you did have to find an egg in each house. Like the eggs weren't even together. Yeah. And they were all rotten. It's unbelievable. I mean, and they were like, <laughs> use them anyway. Scary. But that took me out of the experience because you just, you wouldn't bake with rotten eggs. You know, I just would have given up, you know? At yeah, home, I would right, just right, say, right. sorry, babe, no cookies today or whatever. But the game is like, no, 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 no. In, in Resident Evil Village. They like the eggs. These residents eat those rotten cookies. It's they're, they're used to it. Maybe you could just take off your posh clothes and stop being a prince, and you could eat some rotten cookies, too. That's part of the scary thing. It's like, whoa, these guys are eating rotten cookies? Yeah. That's scary. Well, they yeah. must be the evil residents. But- it, there was some payoff with the Easy Bake Oven because while the yeah. rotten cookie quest left me rolling my eyes a little bit for the reasons I mentioned, the fact that you store it in your inventory, and we all know the famous Resident Evil grid inventory system where you sh- so much sort of, fun. It's it's really fun. And it takes up such a large portion of it, about half, if I if I recall, I didn't yeah, count the square, half. about half. If you didn't upgrade your squares on level four, it will take up about half your inventory later on. I, I like that because it's, it's like a sense of realism in the game. You know, like when you're when you're putting in your, something in your pocket, you're like, well, how many squares do I have in my pocket? Do I have enough room for gum and my phone? And you're just like shimming everything around. And, in- and my big gun. <laughs> The gun takes up the most room. You should leave that on the floor so you could carry your gun. I'm always like, well, I can bring my gun or my wallet. I should have bought a holster from the merchant. Both are helpful if I get pulled over. (laughs) Uh, What I was going to say is, while I didn't love the the rotten cookie quest, storing that easy bake oven for the final encounter, uh, I think it was like 48 hours in or something like that, closer to 50 hours, when you whip it out and you can divert the final boss's attention by leaving little morsels of, of baked goods all over the arena as he as he chases you. It buys you like a few extra sets. I don't know. Did you guys yeah. do that? Yeah. You did that? It definitely works. If, if you remember the first Superman movie, when Superman takes out like a Nokia Windows phone, because mm-hmm. 
because Microsoft sponsored it. Sure. And I was like, ah, this feels like it's like a little forced. Uh, Product placement. Sure. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is kind of neat. The Easy Bake Oven, which is typically used in real life in these scenarios, I think you couldn't really tell it was product placement. Just. Oh, is that how you felt? I was going to say, I've never been in a scenario like that. So I didn't have a. Yeah. I didn't have a touchstone for that. It's, it bakes quicker. So it's better for fighting monsters. That's good to know. I'm going to go order a bunch of them and leave one in each room I live in, just in case anyone. Yeah. That's smart. You know, I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to ask you guys, um, you know how the game's obviously first person view, right? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely know that. And in an effort to be hyper realistic to crank up the fear factor. Mm hmm. Yeah, the main character Ethan Winters is is sort of your your vessel to experience the game, and he keeps Ethan. Yeah, he keeps like you'll have like a point that you have to walk towards in front of you on your viewport, and you walk towards it, and he just pees right. And I was wondering if it bothered you guys how frequently the game made you piss. No, didn't bother me. It was realistic for me. Yeah, you know, and what I thought was a fun choice was. You obviously can't create your character in this, your Ethan Winters. But what you can do, and I thought it was really great that I took this cue from Cyberpunk, is you can create your hog. And that's just, <laughs> that's great, you know? But that's, that's, like, a, that's a secret menu, though. And I don't know that, if Vin did that. I didn't. Well, you know, you, you see it all, you, you, you're looking at Ethan's hog so much because he's whipping this thing out and just absolutely pissing. Just drenching the village. Just yeah pissing wherever he wants to straight firefighting the village with his hog yeah and you really can just i i mean i'm I'm just gonna say it it, it's a better customizable hog than cyberpunk wow we're gonna bring this up again on our goatee episodes but that's interesting to hear yeah less um less bugs too like it doesn't fall out of your pants unless you want it to no they modeled it really nice but what i think what's interesting is that made mine small of course, yeah, no, it's, and it's easier to wield when it's smaller too, because then mm-hmm. you have more of a <clears throat> direct spray. Um, you have more th- dexterity points, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, less strength, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you guys know any Ethans in real life? Um, no, no. Like, do you think any Ethans listen? I hope not. Hey, if you're an Ethan <laughs> and you listen, right in. I was about to say. I'd love to hear from any Ethans. I would. Listen. I would also. I didn't mean that in a mean way. I just meant like, oh, I hope I don't know an Ethan, and I'm just like, I don't know one. And then he's like listening, and he's like, come on, Brandon. <laughs> he's wearing a T-shirt with your face on it. Yeah. I'm your brother. Friends. I'm your brother, Brandon. <laughs> nope, no Ethans. Oh well. <laughs> so that was that your favorite part, Joe? The first person peeing? No, my favorite part was the loot cave. Oh, okay. Did you like that? No. I don't like uh, shortcuts. Yeah, that's not. It's not. It was scripted. I mean, it was. I think it was more of like an homage to Destiny, at that rather than like oh, a glitch. Oh, an homage. Yeah. Okay. But a little hey, homage. Yeah. What do I know? Now, uh, besides the Luke Cave, just one other favorite part that I really loved was whenever you get to a safe room and, and you're and you're finally feeling like <sighs> breathe a sigh of relief. Not only was there levity from the ability to save your game, but there was levity from the MLB sponsorship. Yeah, they had the that night's uh, scores, right? Playing on the bottom of the screen when you were in the safe room. If you're connected so to you the could follow. If you're yeah. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you so need... You follow uh, your favorite teams. You need PS Plus in order to see that stuff, because if you don't have... Oh, 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 oh. Or Got Xbox it. Live, whatever console you're playing on. Um, what I really liked is it was kind of a wink, because it was an MLB-sponsored safe room, like safe, like you're safe safe 
I don't get you it. Know? Yeah. So I thought it was clever. And then when you leave the leave the safe room, you hear like faintly in the background. Yeah. You know, which is it's cool. I don't know. They got the actual umpires to record that. I know. Yeah, that's good stuff. So that's probably that's probably my favorite part. Okay. Oh, that's that's a good choice, Brandon. What was yours? Um well I thought it was a lot of fun when you know, the game is so dreary and then it's hard to say because I definitely played this game and I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, sure. And there's tennis, right? Right. Yeah. In the game. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you asking or telling? No, I'm telling you yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm, sure. a, I'm assertive and brave. Um, we all played it. We all played it. We're all brave. Um, and there's tennis and you get to play tennis with Mark McGuire and he's, He's there. He's yelling at you the whole time. Yeah, and he's playing tennis with a bat, which is worth. He's noting. playing tennis with a bat. Yeah, and he's just absolutely at the top of his lungs, screaming. Mm-hmm. The fact that he has a one-handed backhand with a bat. Yeah, yeah, it's good wild. accuracy too. He's like, "You're so dumb. You will never figure out who's evil in this village. You absolute idiot." And you know, you go into this, you're like, oh, man, how am I going to beat this guy in tennis? And you you don't have to beat him in tennis. You just have to not cry until it gets dark again, and you can go back to playing the game. Yep. And I thought that yeah. was such a fun. Subtle mechanic. Yeah. yeah, so refreshing to see in a game like this. You could even lose. I don't know if you tried this, but you can lose the tennis match. Wow. And as long as you don't fall down... Or throw a tantrum. He will, yeah. Yeah, he will respect you enough uh, to let you pass. It's kind of like the ending to the first Rocky movie where, like, Rocky loses. People forgot that he lost. Yeah, but, I know. Because he didn't get knocked down. It's like he kind of won. I've never seen it, so thanks for the spoiler. Yeah, well, you had 60 years. Oh. 60 years. 50. <laughs> if we're getting old. I was working there. Opening night, 1972. Feel old yet? <laughs> this is Rocky now. Rocky's dead. Nineteen seventy six, by the way. Yeah, I was worried about letting my seven year old nephew play this game um, because uh, anytime he loses at Mario Kart or in Little League Baseball, just breaks down and like lays on the field and throws a tantrum. Right. So I was really worried. Not only for the horror aspect, but I was really worried about the tennis sequence and how he would handle that because you need to put on your best um, poker face to get through that segment. And good thing it's rated M, I guess. Yeah. So I'm getting a note from our producer here. Oh, in the arcade? Yeah. In the middle of the night? Okay. That's weird. It says we haven't mentioned the vampire lady enough for oh. SEO purposes. Okay, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. So I'll say my favorite part of the game was the vampire lady. Well, yeah, she really had a good time with Mark McGuire. I think they really, when they're coming at you with bats, <laughs> get, out, get out of our house. Get out of our castle. <laughs> Ethan Winters, get out of our house. You're the record the, stands. You're the only Ethan we know. <laughs> She's like, I'm tall, and just because he did steroids doesn't mean that his record doesn't count. <laughs> Come on, Hall of Fame voters. Let me uh, hear you say, Mark, Mark. <laughs> How tall is she? It's like nine feet or something. Nine, yeah, wow. like nine, six or something like that. 
I hung out with a girl, a woman, who was uh, 6'2". Not even close to being nine feet, but, but tall. 6'2 is super tall. Did you feel She's, emasculated? No, of course not. I'm not weak mentally. Well, that's because you, you wore platform shoes. <laughs> show up on stilts. Oh, I'm 6'8". I am also no, tall. <laughs> no, of course I handled it well. I showed up on stilts. My, This is my voice. It is naturally this deep. <laughs> yeah, I handled it well. I had Brandon under me, and I wore a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> How tall would we be if we were doing uh, the trench coat trick? Would you be sitting like... Like be sitting butt on, on the shoulders. shoulders, butt on the yeah, shoulders. Yeah, right. You'd have your butt on my shoulders. I'm six feet. It'd be about nine feet. Yeah, my inseam is like thirty feet. Two, oh, thirty-two, okay. thirty-three, and I'm five eleven ish. What's the math on that? We would definitely be taller than that. That than that woman who's six two. Yeah, yeah. You would clear. Yeah, yeah. You would clear your date. No brainer on that one. She could even wear heels. I can't fit in this Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Can we eat outside? Do they have outdoor dining? <laughs> normal, normal legs sitting in in the outback booth plus six feet up. <laughs> My arm coming out to take blooming onion. <laughs> no, <laughs> Joe in a truck feeding me lines. <laughs> oh, hello, fellow tall date. All right, get some sympathy. Get some sympathy points. Tell her you were born with an extra <laughs> sentient arm. Because Brandon didn't eat today. We told him to eat today before the date, but he didn't listen. So now he's going to have to eat some blooming onion. <laughs> it's either that or you tell her you got a rumbly tummy. <laughs> Shortest woman I ever spoke to was a borrower. What? What? You know, guys, remember that? It's like that the little, the borrowers, they live in your house and they, they borrow buttons and no, I don't know what that little, is. Like little Never little pieces pieces of food. Come on, guys. The- is this a show? Nineteen ninety seven movie. Four inch high people who live under floorboards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my fun joke. Hmm. We should do a film uh, club on that. Did you break up with her amicably? Uh, I accidentally sure? stepped on her. Oh God, that's so sad. Yeah, it was very sad. Uh, we were engaged. Um. Sounds like you did it on purpose. I got her a normal-sized ring, and she wore it as a belt. Man. You think that's how the scale would work out? Yeah, I feel like she would be smaller than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't fit well, right? No, it didn't fit well. It was a little big. We had to get it taken in. All right, well. God bless her. God bless her. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss, too. That's uh, fine. Um, Dogecoin to the moon! Okay, what was your scariest part? Was it the vampire lady? Because we're—he's still telling us we didn't do enough SEO. No, it was murdering each member of Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, one yeah, by one, by one by one. Scary. Oh, I uh, refused. Did you? What happens? Yeah. The uh, Pearl Jam comes over and thanks you. Yeah. For keeping rock and roll alive. It's like a Batman Joker thing. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I need you. Hmm. We need each other. I forget that scene. I wish I had taken the passive route. That sucks. I hate that I did that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what so what do you what do you rate this game? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, Seven hundred popcorns. <laughs> wrong, wrong thing. Wrong thing. Oh no, we do a one to ten. One to ten. Uh, Seven hundred Tetris blocks. Okay, what is the still, yeah, still, still the wrong We need one. a one to ten one rating to 10, from Brandon? you, Brandon. 
Oh, uh, uh, six point six six. Whoa! <gasps> nice. Crap. I'm gonna give this an eight because it's the eighth. Eight out of ten. Okay, I love that. Vin, do a fun one now too. Uh, no. I'm okay. giving it a, a nine point three. Wow, you really liked it, huh? Loved it. Finished it. I definitely played could we, it. Can we also rate our bra- our braveness? How, yeah, how brave? I think how- we all get. Perfect tens right up for braveness, right? Since yeah, perfect tens through through the roof. I was gonna do a nine just to like be modest, but sure. Modesty is for the cowardly. I always say I'm giving myself an eleven. <laughs> okay, well that averages out my nine to a perfect ten out of ten for the boys. Wow, nice. Oh, it's, the sun came up. There's people coming. They're gonna want to play. We're sitting in here in our filth. We gotta go. Oh no, run! Run! It's Mark McGuire! Oh, and the vampire lady here. Oh, no. Oh, no. My mom's calling. No, so is mine. Oh, my God. It's my great vampire. It kind of looks like Daisy Ridley. You've been listening to Podford University. For more information on today's show and the school at large, visit www.podford.com or write in at registrar at podford.com.